Good morning. It is Monday, March 14th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. All right. Since we last talked, the war in Ukraine has intensified. Gas prices have gone up sharply in just the last week. They were going up even before that, but obviously they have gone up even more since the uh, since the invasion has intensified and the brutality has intensified. Clocks sprung forward, Jim. Commodity Classic has come and gone. Markets, volatility, input costs, Russia's actions in Ukraine, inflation. They were all topics of conversation in New Orleans last week. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. That is Pro Farmer Policy Analyst Jim Wiesmeyer. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. All right. So not only is the baseball season back on, but they plan to play 162 games in the preseason deals that normally happen at the winter meetings are happening, Jim. Yes, and even the Nationals got a slugger. I forget his name. Uh, yeah. but uh, And he'll be probably our designated hitter. And there were some other big moves from the Yankees and the Twins, and even in football. Uh, yeah. I guess he got it for the Rays, but he's coming back to uh, yeah. play ball. Yeah, Tampa Bay got a new quarterback. <laughs> it's the old guy, but yeah, but they got a new quarterback. And I got to say this, all right? The basketball tournament is back in full form. Okay, so here's the deal. Go to agweb.com, and in the trending items at the top of the page, you will find Bracket Buster Challenge. Click on that. Get in on the fun. Jim Wiesmeyer has so generously donated a 1000 bucks that'll go <laughs> straight to the winner of the Bracket Buster. 500 to second place 250 to third place and uh get involved in the fun it's going to be a lot of fun all right have you got a pick jim for the for the tournament well not really but i'm rooting for virginia tech but they're not going to win it okay all right my head my head says arizona um i I really like the I really like the way that Iowa team is playing right now. They're very very good, uh, but do not underestimate what could happen from Durham with Shashevsky on his way out, and hmm. they could get they could get on an emotional well, tidal true. wave. That's true, and ride it right into the end. I know they lost that final game in the tournament in the the conference tournament, but. I mean, it, it's a new deal when they when, when it's uh, this time of the year and, and you're a Duke Blue Devil. So and don't Illinois is that. even in it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, oh. they're in it. Yeah, that that's a really good team that got beat in the first round of the conference tournament. But you know, it uh, uh, it it can happen there too. It can happen there too. There's ten or twelve teams that could pretty easily win the thing. Okay. Uh, Let's take a, a, a look at a couple of things that were announced on Friday. And, and uh, USDA Secretary Vilsack was, was uh, fairly active on Friday when he was at Commodity Classic. Uh, n- number one thing that I saw on the list, Jim, was that they announced they are seeking information on the competition, the investigation into input prices. Yes. 
Yes, for both not only, of course, fertilizer, but for seed. We finally got some more information on seed and various sectors in the food industry. And later on Friday, they put out a statement, uh, Chip, but they added some links to it. So if you go on profarmer.com, we have all of those links on the questions they're asking and okay. things like that. So we finally have some more information. But it was loaded along with, what, the $250 million in aid relative to expansion the fertilizer sec, you know, sector in the in the retail distribution end. Right, right. Yeah, it, it the, that industry over the last well since two thousand eight has gone through so many changes. You know, they the the entire industry thought they had it all figured out and exactly the uh, the the delivery model that they should be using on the fertilizer, and then they changed it overnight. They got beat up by holding inventory. And that the high priced inventory that they couldn't even sell at a low price in 2009, 2010. And as a result of that, uh, uh, we've, we've found ourselves in a situation now where it, it, there, there are no guarantees that the supply that, uh, that farmers need in the spring of 2022 is actually going to be available. The scoop farm journals, the scoop has a story out uh, that by Rhonda Brooks, she talked with some folks down at Commodity Classic last week, and the estimate is that there's going to be about half of the fertilizer available this spring, Jim. Mm. Will I, that be reflected in the March planning intentions, or will it be a traditional, this is what farmers hope to, to plant? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very much, this is what they intend to plant. And right now, if I was a farmer and I didn't have... I had my fertilizer paid for, but I didn't have physical, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a hold of the inventory quite yet. My intent, my, my expectations would be that I would plant 100% of my, my uh, crops. Um, hmm. So I would think that the, the, that the survey that, that USDA is doing right now, I talked with Lance Honig last week down at Commodity Classic and uh, the survey is going, Look for that in in the mail and make sure that you fill that out and get it turned back in. And but Pro I would Farm, and Pro Farmer has an acreage survey. Yep. Maybe if we get enough respondents, uh, you know, this week they'll the, uh, they'll release some information at the right. end of the week. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. And you know the the fertilizer prices just keep going up. Uh, the green markets had the some uh, data out here this last week that showed that. Yeah, what was it? Another sixteen percent increase, and and Brazil is going up even faster than we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's going it, to it's going to have an acreage impact. There's no doubt yeah. about it, and we've yet to price that in. I don't think. I right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The question that that was, and and the the this decision is so individual, but on a farm by farm basis, uh. But the idea is, do you fertilize or, do you fertilize only what you can with what you've got, or do you just run it thinner over the same number of acres? Well, my cousins are telling me in in prior years when this happened, although not like this year, they lightened up on their best soil and uh, still put. Uh, uh, more amounts in on their uh, lower yielding uh, uh, soil chip. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, 
Tanner has jumped into the comment section already here, Gemma. And if you would like to participate, you've got the comments tab over on the right side. It'll open up a, uh, uh, a, a dialogue box for you at the bottom of the page. Tanner says on Friday's AgriTalk, it was mentioned that some countries are limiting exports of fertilizer and wheat. Has the U.S. implemented limiting exports in the recent past of strategic commodities? Could limiting certain export products uh, become a topic of discussion to curb inflationary pressures domestically? Well, let's go briefly through history. Under President Nixon, you had what they called sales suspension, uh, in which he asked uh, at the time Israel and Poland uh, to suspend their purchases of U.S. soybeans until new crop became available. Uh, and that was kind of the first time. And that sent the signal to South America to expand uh, uh, acres. And then you had the Carter grain embargo. Uh, and that was really major uh, 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 against the then, you know, Soviet uh, Union. Uh, and then we had in, interspersed in that when it was the Soviet Union chip, we had the great American grain robbery where the Soviet yeah. Union came in and bought so much wheat and beans, et cetera, that we had a purchase agreement with them to, to watch their monitor. And actually that's when the export sales reporting system started. So right. can, can they put the, those in? Yes. Uh, should they? Absolutely not. I hope they. Right. I hope we don't go back to that. But they definitely can, and the pressure is going to be there, especially coming from lawmakers. You saw it early on under the liquefied natural gas, where you had a number of senators wanted to stop the exports of LNG. Right, Jim. I think maybe the the key to Tanner's question here is. Could limiting certain export products become a topic of discussion to curb inflationary pressures domestically? I don't think there's any question they're going to talk about it. They'll they? talk about it. Yeah. 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 They'll talk about it. All right. Gary's in next. Is Biden administration still looking at sanctions on India? If so, could they push into uh, trade deals with Russia and China? Well, India... Uh, <laughs> They're, they're closer to Russia than they are with us. And I think if people are truthful, they'll say that. I don't know whether we're looking at sanctions on India because of the sensitivity of India and Pakistan. I think that they'll tread lightly, especially this administration. Okay. Uh, are you up to speed on the cryptocurrency investigation at the Biden administration? Well, they're studying it. Usually when, when and, and I don't care whether you're Republican or Democrat, when you study a problem, uh, you're delaying you're delaying it. And that's why actually when this was announced, uh, what, about a week ago, uh, cryptos actually went higher because they, they, were, they were worried that there were be, that would be more imminent regulations on, on, on the cryptocurrency. So we have to see what they're going to come up with. But for now, it wasn't as onerous as the crypto industry thought. Right. Okay. So Gary's second part to that question was, uh, they're just studying it, but he says the Hamilton project was done by the Federal Reserve last November. And it said that we are closer to a cashless society than we think. We're moving closer. I know most people, I, I don't hardly ever use cash anymore. Do you, Chip? Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, I, I do. I, I just don't, you know. Yeah. So I, I guess it depends where you're from and what you're used to, you know. Yeah. No, I'll admit I use the card quite a bit more now than, you know, my debit card because it's got that chip that you just hold it up to the machine and it reads it. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Easy. Dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. It's pretty easy. Thanks, Tanner. And thanks, Gary, for getting yes, involved absolutely. in the conversation. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, Jim, where to next? What What is the House and the Senate? Well, the House and the Senate are both in session this week. They're both in there. session. We will get uh, the White House initially announced uh, late last week that they're going to rescind the permanent normal trade relations, PNTR, with Russia. Now, the, uh, Congress wanted to act earlier last week, but the White House to told them to hold off. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe he was working out language with the European Union. But since he's announced it now, the Congress will follow suit. And, Chip, there's bipartisan support for that. So you will see... Uh, you know, you know, you know, that be approved by Congress this week. I know in the House they will. Now, what's the impact of that? Uh, we're, I think Russia is about the 23rd country we trade with as far as numbers are concerned, but it will allow them tariffs will go up on a number of products, vodka, et cetera. So that just gives them the wherewithal to really crush from a U.S.-Russia trade perspective, and, and it's going to come up. Uh, that's one area. Uh, you know, I am picking up problems in among the House Democrats on getting uh, enough votes for a COVID aid package. You'll recall that last week, uh, Pelosi, as the speaker from California, had to pull out the COVID aid package because she had some inner party uh, rivalries going on the amount, the offsets, et cetera. So, you know, I'm not quite so sure they're going to get that done this week. But, uh, you, 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 know, you know, those are the two things I'm watching for. There's a few nominees up uh, that will probably um, probably be approved. But the big thing on the economic front, Chip, is the FOMC meeting. This will right. be the first week in many years that we'll have an interest rate hike it's well expected to be 25 basis points. I think it should be higher myself. But uh, but then we're going to have to listen to Fed Chairman Jerome J. Powell, what he yeah. says in, in the statement and what he says in the presser that he'll have afterwards, 2.30 Eastern time, uh, to see a future interest rate increases and their game plan for for tapering, uh, the timeline, the degree they're going to taper, et cetera. And their work is cut out for them because of the, uh, the, 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 the weight of these uh, uh, energy price run-ups and other factors that are at least signaling stagflation in the months ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, we, we are going to see a round of U.S.-China talks this week. Today. High level talks today. today. Yes, okay. that's a very important development because I always like when country officials, especially at the level that they're going to be speaking at, Chip, talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're the U.S. Uh, you heard it in the news shows on Sunday. Uh, they're concerned that China is going to be giving uh, Russia military aid and other assistance. So I know that they've been talking about that privately already, but I think that they want to make clear that that would not be a good development right. because that would be another 
negative uh, in the already thorny U.S.-China trade relationship. Jim, Jim, has there been any evidence out there yet that China has tried to circumvent the sanctions that the world is putting on Russia? Uh, that's a good question. They're saying no. Okay. They're saying no. And they also, China has also denied that they knew what Russia was going to do, Putin was going to do. But most people think that they knew generally what, what, but not to the degree that Putin unfolded it. So he lied to Europe and he lied to China. Jim, you mentioned that India is closer to Russia than it is to the U.S. There is a reason that India was buying U.S. soybean oil as aggressively as it was weeks before the invasion happened yes there it's 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 absolutely clear now that that india knew exactly what was going to happen and probably knew when it was going to happen yeah so uh it's it's uh we're sort we're having to resort uh the the friends and foes again around the world and and that's always a high anxiety period. Well, it's then on, before on the week- and it'll happen again. And on the weekend, we had the Russians uh, pelting 11 miles from Poland. Uh, yep. So uh, that gets you into a very nervous category relative to the NATO uh, Article 5. So, okay. So, speaking of nervous territory, what, how is, how is the Soviet, is Russia, representing the U.S. in talks with Iran on the nuclear deal. Well, actually, the White House is backing down a little bit because Russia was serving as a negotiator uh, between the U.S. and Iran on the nuclear uh, plan, Chip. But they were putting their own language in uh, relative to sanctions lifting for Russia. So you can see the sensitivity of that one. And the U.S. put out again on the news shows that they're, 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 they would not subscribe to that uh, involvement. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, that just seems really, really difficult uh, to, to believe or accept that that is is happening out there. Well, the White uh, House is also backing off on Venezuela now because they've caught a lot of heat from their own, you know, lawmakers. Well, yeah, good, good. Uh, it, they absolutely should. Jim, maybe the 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 biggest topic of discussion when it comes to the ability to get regular business done or not uh, when we were down at commodity classic last week was if, if Ukraine is going to get a crop planted. We had a number of developments on Friday from the UN FAO uh, and also over the weekend. And uh, yeah. I, th- and even the president of Ukraine said uh, to, we- he implored the, the uh, you know, you know farmers to go out and plant, but boy, the, some of the, uh, the interviews that Bloomberg and others have done, uh, it, it's uh, really going to be dicey with reports of significant reduction in, in the planting, especially of corn, Chip. That came through loud and clear to me over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. the The corn situation, I think, is is without a doubt the diciest. 
And the analysts that I talk with now, Jim, they, they, you know, corn, soybeans, wheat, most feel like we've got a price-friendly set of fundamentals under the market. Is it bullish from, from the price levels that we're at right now? No. It, does price-friendly mean that the markets can't go down? Absolutely not. But as they do retreat, it will be more orderly. It will still, it, we will still have some excellent selling opportunities along the way. And the price floor that we find heading into the 2022 growing season will probably be quote unquote higher. So it, uh, it, it's a, it's a friendly situation, I think. And I think that's what everybody's anticipating, which means we'll probably all be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much, how much of all this is already factored into markets? You know that ship, but, right. but I think what you also said is uh, a significant dip's going to be bought because of the further uncertainties ahead. Right. We have not, we have yet to go through our, what we always call the two season in our planning, too little rain, too much rain, yep. too little heat, too much heat. And yep. so it's, it's not going to go straight down, even if it go, you know does go down, which well, I and, and I was surprised to learn over the weekend that, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jim, but it sounds like Russia is starting to move some product through the Black Sea again. They are. Uh, they're resuming Black Sea wheat exports. Uh, 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 you know, navigation and what the uh, Azov Sea remains restricted. So, uh, Solva Econ said Russia's Black Sea terminals loaded 400,000 metric tons of wheat last week, Chip, and that the vessels were going in and out of the ports there. So, yeah, yeah that is a key development. Yeah, no question about it. No question. Uh, the average price of gasoline, and, and uh, Jim, I can't believe this, but on Friday on the free-for-all, Davis Michelson made the point that very quickly the, the administration would be blaming the war in Ukraine for all of the inflation, for all of the problems that we're dealing with, and my comment was, oh, it's too soon for that to happen. It, you know, it, it, it can't. Over the weekend, Jen Psaki, the spokesman, is, is all over the place saying higher gas prices are Putin's fault. Yeah. Well, not only. How Saki, dumb do they think we are? But Biden, too. He's just saying blame Putin. So, uh, oh. It's just, I, you, I know most people, including some Democrats, will say, come on. I, I, it's had a significant impact. There's no doubt about it. What the, at least the last 75 cent run up is, is, is due to the invasion and war. But we had a pretty good, what, a, about a dollar increase from the year before, yeah. before he even went in. So, Yes, I just, for an administration that said they were going to be transparent, I'm sorry, they're right. not on this one. Okay, if you want to give the last 75 cents to the war, uh, the, to Putin's invasion of Ukraine, I, I, I guess I would be willing to do that. But we're more than a buck and a half a gallon higher than what we were a year ago. That's what I mean. And and Larry oh. Summers used to be the Treasury Secretary under Obama. He's even taken them to task for that. So I, I think when you look at it, but 
again, they're sensitive on this issue and they know that inflation's not going to go away anytime soon. In fact, we're going to get another report this week that's going to show it near 10%. So uh, they're setting up a decoy. Yeah. Yeah. The livestock, livestock producers are very concerned. Cattlemen in particular are very concerned about what the impact of these these higher gas prices are going to be on their market, Jim? Well, it shows you that when you, when you, uh, why didn't you buy earlier? Because I guess they thought it was going to go down more. You know what I mean? At least they've had the opportunity over the last 18 months to get some forward bookings on. I always say from a marketing perspective to either buy or sell, uh, if you haven't had that opportunity, then I feel your pain. Yeah. But if you had, uh, you made a marketing decision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I completely agree with that. But on, on the beef side of things, the market is concerned that consumers are going to be putting more dollars into the gas pump than they are at the meat case. And that balance has been favoring beef purchases for, man, a year and a half already or maybe even two years since the pandemic started it's lasted longer and been stronger the beef demand has than many thought it would be gas prices could be the tipping point uh, that that show us some some chinks in that and, beef demand are yeah, i agree and not just uh, gas Wall Street Journal has a big article today that I totally agree with. Electricity. Americans are going to be surprised and have to gulp because of the interrelationships of electricity in some of their bills this year. Once that takes hold, Chip, yeah, give me, I'm going to look up my chicken recipes, okay? Yeah. Go to the chicken side. I can help you. And pork. Yeah. There you go. I can I, I can help you out there. We'll we'll make sure you're okay. Boy, listen to this comment from Carl. We built our economic growth on cheap food, cheap energy, and cheap labor. They've all come to collect. Yeah. Now we're going to see. That's why I I tend to agree with that. Now, we've discussed before this first started, Chip. Remember when I told you, I believe that we've ratcheted up the trading ranges for the commodities. Now, we've been through these before and have not looked good saying those things like that. But, boy, this one, it feels it's longer like like we did in the 70s. Uh, Those lasted, by the way. Those yeah. lasted. So I I think the uh, writer is correct from my perspective that we're going to, Americans are going to see more like Europe has to pay. They're going to have to pay. We, we've done it through uh, a lot through income transfers, through farm policy. Uh, that won't cut yep. it anymore. That won't cut it. So I think yep. they're going to have to pay at the grocery store as well. Jim, I, I, just realizing we need to go back to Tanner's question about uh, limiting some exports because Argentina is doing that, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're they're they have uh, suspended the uh, uh, export registrations, I guess, for both meal and uh, uh, oil. Yeah. Now, oh, uh, Friday, uh, I know Vilsack talked about it, and others at the FAO were imploring countries not to do what, what Argentina just did. That doesn't mean they'll listen, and they're not. Right. 
So right. uh, the U.S. will probably take the high road on that. But when, when these food prices get higher and higher and other aspects, Chip, you see it in the fertilizer. There's yeah. pressure mounting. And I've seen over the decades I've been in this town, the White House caves to pressure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, bird flu, Jim. Uh, it, it's not as bad as it was. Geez, it's been several years ago now that we had the mass liquidation or uh, depopulation of birds in Iowa, but it, it's still out there. Yeah, and I told someone this morning, it's only news now when USDA doesn't confirm more cases, but yeah. we had another confirmed HPAI uh, in a non-commercial flock in Kansas and Illinois and a commercial flock in Iowa, so that brings the total uh, confirmed cases in the U.S. to 30, with 18 being in commercial operations and the uh, rest in the backyard or non-commercial flocks this is just it's going to continue chip because yep. we've we've seen the history of this one right friday you said that what you are going to be watching in the week of the week ahead is russia ukraine and the developments there has anything changed well we got that big powwow today between the u.s and china uh you get uh putin getting bloodier and nastier in the in the battle. So it's increasing chip. It's not decreasing. So uh, yeah, I just, this thing, nobody can see an end zone yet. Right. And that's disconcerting as well. And before we forget it on the energy side, if, if there's anyone from Michigan that's listening, tell me what, what is, what do I not see in your governor of not having common sense. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer wants to shut down the Enbridge uh, line, uh, line five pipeline, you know, and that carries a big chunk of uh, fossil fuels between Canada and the U.S. And if she prevails, she's in court, both at the state and federal court level to shut it down. That's going to affect uh, consumers in Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. And one study says they're going to pay almost another $5 billion or more each year for gasoline and diesel fuel. Now, the diesel fuel will get into the farm sector there. So I, I, I just, the logic is just escaping me. How does she get away with those things and, and be elected in Michigan? Please, Michigan people, tell me. Where am hmm. I going wrong on, 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 on studying her? Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Jim? I think we're going to uh, wrap things up here real quick, okay? I, I just want to remind everybody out there that if you've got the NAS survey, get that filled out. That's on acreage and on grain stocks. And don't forget, Jim Wiesmeyer's generosity. You could win 1000 bucks from Jim Wiesmeyer. Just go to the www.agweb.com. Look at the trending items at the top of the page. Bracket Buster Challenge. Click on that and get in on the fun. Win Jim's money. I'm, I'm going to get the funds from Putin or one of the oligarchs. Very I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to try to get it from them. That's right. That's right. We'll All right. I'm successful. This morning, <laughs> this morning on AgriTalk, we've got Machinery Pete, and we will get an update on the situation in Ukraine from Senator Chuck Grassley. Looking forward to that. Have a great week and keep watching for those signals. Thank you.